0: You are Locked On SEC Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to your Locked On SEC Football Podcast. I'm Dave Hooker. He's Chris Landry. Go to LandryFootball.com to learn more about your favorite team, about your favorite conference, no matter which conference it may be. That's what Chris Landry can provide with the insight of a former scout, a former coach, a former team executive. He's done it all. We're going to start With the big lead, we're going to bounce around the SEC with Arkansas, Florida, Mississippi State. What are some news on those teams?
0: Yeah, you know, some good news for Arkansas. uh, Right now, they are definitely the leader for the 2020 running back uh, recruit, Dylan Johnson. Uh, He's 6 feet, 180 pounds. He uh, visited Arkansas on the unofficial visit at the end of March. Um, He got an offer, and he really fell in love with the program. It it looks like they're leading Missouri, Oregon, and Mississippi State. Um, So we'll see. I don't think that uh, Mississippi State's going to have much of a chance. Of course, we told you on yesterday's podcast about Jaquavius Marks getting uh, going to Mississippi State so I really like Arkansas's chances here Uh, really right now a really good um, young prospect needs to fill out his frame a little bit but it can really go and it'd be a good fit for Chad Morris's offense Uh, some other Mississippi State news though we mentioned Jaquavius Marks Uh, they also added um, a verbal commitment from former North Carolina State redshirt freshman defensive lineman Devontae McRae he won't join the program uh, in Starkville until 2020. Uh, He'll spend a season at East Mississippi Community College. Uh, He's got to sit out, do the NCAA transfer rules as a Miami native. He's got to shore up some of his academics, but the kid can really play. He's long. He's 6'5", 270. He can really bend and really move. Florida got some good news after a pretty, you know, ho-hum week last week. Not very good news last week, but good weekend and good early part of the week for Florida, getting a verbal commitment from four-star cornerback Joel Williams, class of 2020, long corner, 6'2", 193. Um, He's not getting them away from Ed Orgeron and LSU. He's the Baton Rouge native going to Gainesville. So that's not going over very well in Baton Rouge, but going over very well in in Gainesville. So I think he's going to be a really good cornerback, could grow maybe into a safety, but a lot of programs, big-time programs, one of LSU, Texas, Ohio State, Arkansas, Tennessee, A&M, you name it. They also got a verbal commitment from tight end of 2020, Jonathan Odom, Uh, 6'6", 230, key in-state commitment. Beat out Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, Iowa, Florida State. So the Tampa native made his verbal pledge just over a month after taking his official visit to Florida. He's the second tight end in the 2020 class for the Gators, joining a fellow three-star Jeremiah Johnson. So uh, he's also got an official visit still scheduled at Purdue, but it looks like uh, that he's going to hold firm on his commitment with the
1: Gators. Of course, we focus on the SEC, on our Locked On SEC football podcast. You can also get the latest news on the Big Ten, your Locked On Big Ten football podcast on uh, the Locked On Network and, of course, on LandryFootball.com. But we'll take a look around the country from time to time, and we're going to look at a trio from Oklahoma uh, that certainly have uh, caught Chris's eye. Redshirt senior guard R.J. Proctor, junior tied in Grant Calcatrera, and actually four on the list, I left-up redshirt junior tackle Eric Swinson. Uh, But if we can, uh, let's start with wide receiver Charleston Rambo because he has the best name. Can he draw first blood this fall?
0: Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, he he really can. He, I, I think he's going to be the starting Z receiver. Um, you know, uh, now they've got a really good five-star freshman and Trey John Briggs and in, in Jaden Hazelwood. But this is going to be a good receiving core again, and Rambo is not only a good name, but a a guy that um, in the Orange Bowl against Alabama, I thought he did a really good job. He caught three passes for about 75 yards, and you could see the uh, touchdown pass. You see the speed that he has. He really jumps out at me as a guy that can really help them. Obviously, they needed a lot of help on the offensive line. Best offensive line in the country last year at college football, Uh, they need some replacements. The redshirt senior R.J. Proctor is going to likely get the start at one guard spot. He's the transfer from Virginia. Uh, Really solid player. Um, You know, I think Haynes and Robinson are guys he's fighting out with. They're both redshirt sophomores. So we'll see how well Proctor can pick up the playbook and how early he can earn that starting spot. They're going to need that offensive line to play uh very very well again this year uh grant carcaterra is one of the best route runners if not the best route running tight end in college football 6'4, 225 um he's gonna take over for mark andrews um you you know that was the plan a couple uh, last year um i thought he did an adequate job uh, but a lot of it was finding a lot, you know, a lot of miles to feed in that offense. I think he could be an even bigger factor this year, though. And going back to the offensive line, Eric Swenson, I think, is the leading candidate to start at left tackle for him. Um I, you know, I thought that, you know, because he played sparingly last year, that he wasn't going to be the guy. But with Bray Walker and Daryl Simpson are also candidates. This guy's got a little bit more going for him. So I'm curious to see how quickly he can pick things up. Sooners are going to be good again. But there's no question that their bread's buttered on the offensive side. And if they don't get that offensive line playing at the same high level, you could see a little bit of uh, loose ends coming out of that offense.
1: Coming up when you're locked on SEC football podcast, Cast recruiting news with Mississippi State, LSU, Kentucky, Ole Miss. Also, we'll step into the film room and take a look at a Texas A&M player, an underclassman that you need to know about, and South Carolina picks up a verbal commitment. What's Chris's breakdown on him? Stay tuned. More after this, your Locked On SEC football podcast. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker.
0: You are Locked On SEC football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: It is your Locked On SEC football podcast. We step into the recruiting reports where uh, Chris Landry is going to give us a breakdown of three-star 2020 safety to Marion McDonald. If there's one thing I have learned, it's that a three-star can show up and look a lot better than a uh, three-star at times. He's considering Mississippi State, LSU, Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Indiana. What do you think of Tamarian McDonald? Well, he's well built, well put together
0: kid. I mean, he's every bit of 6'2, 215. He moves really well. He's a good player. Um, I, I think he has a chance to grow into this position and become a really good player. One of those guys that I think will be really good. Now, he's got two teammates, and linebacker Bryson Eason and Martavius French, that. They're all kind of committed to going to the same program. We'll see if they hold to that and how that's going to play out. But Mississippi State, LSU, Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Indiana are kind of where they're looking. Uh, I think uh, we see the package deals. I don't know that he warrants necessarily making the move, um, saying you know that the other two are pretty good. Now, I think Eason is the better of the group. Um, and then I think French is the, the the next best of the group. Both the linebacker is a little bit better than McDonald, but this kid might grow into a linebacker in and of itself. So let's watch and see where the Eason and the French. Um, recruiting goals, that may tell us a little bit about where McDonald will go. But this guy's a good player, and it would be a great get for a Kentucky or an Ole Miss or certainly an Indiana uh, or Mississippi State. A guy that can really run, that maybe can do some linebacker stuff for you, grow into that, to not be a good in-the-box
1: safety. We step into the film room, and it is time to take a look at a, a player that I've heard an awful a lot about, uh, Texas A&M redshirt sophomore, running back Cordarian Richardson.
0: Yeah, he's uh, you know one of the players competing for the backup job behind uh, Jason Corbin. Um, you know, uh, Vernon Jackson, of course, suffered the neck injury that placed his career in jeopardy. So we'll Richardson sat out last year after transferring to from Central Florida. Redshirt freshman Deneric Prince and uh, uh, Jacob Kenobi are all guys that are working at the running back position and none of them done anything at the, at the major college level. So Richardson rushing for 160 yards in 2017 and Kadobi hadn't done a whole lot, a little bit over hundred yards last year, but this guy Corbin, um, is going to be a key player. It, Richardson has got a little bit more talent, We'll see how this will play out, how quickly he can pick things up. It's going to be interesting to see. They obviously need to account for the loss of Travion Williams, who was very underrated, I thought, last year. I thought he was a great back. Um, so, But Corbin served as the backup. Uh, can he end up being the guy, uh, or will Richardson be the guy with maybe a little bit more ability, a little bit more upside? So we'll see how this plays out. But Carderian Richardson, a name to watch for the Yaggies as fall practices will get underway uh, in a month or so.
1: Coming up, our scouting spotlight. How about South Carolina? The Gamecocks with a big-time four-star commitment. We'll break him down next, right after this. You're Locked On SEC Football podcast. He's Chris Landry at LandryFootball.com. I'm Dave Hooker. Scouting spotlight up next.
0: You are locked on SEC football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, we go to Columbia, South Carolina for our scouting spotlight. A verbal commitment for the Gamecocks four-star 2020 linebacker Mohamed Kaba. He had an impressive uh, offer list for sure. Clemson, Duke, Florida, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Tennessee. I call this one of those anywhere guys. That's how I rank guys. Anywhere, somewhere, nowhere. Uh, He pretty much could go anywhere he wanted to go. You think? Yeah, no question about it. Will Muschamp's
0: done a good job of recruiting and getting this kid was a really good get. Looked like he was going to remain in state, in the state of North Carolina. He's a Clinton, North Carolina native, but to go and and get him, I, I think Will just he and his staff out recruited. Um, everybody for him. This is the first defensive commitment in their 2020 class. Uh, he loved their facilities. Of course, South Carolina's got their new facilities. The defensive coaching staff really made an impression on him. Uh, really good looking player. Guy can really run 6'3, 210, only going to get bigger, going to be an outside back on their scheme, can really rest the passer. So, Muhammad Kaba is a real interesting one to watch for the Gamecocks uh, for Will Muschamp.
1: You know, I've heard it said by some people in. Columbia that South Carolina is still overcoming, uh, some sketchy, uh, recruiting by Steve Spurrier, but, but really shouldn't they be, be beyond that heading into this season, Chris?
0: Well, uh, sketchy is a, is a nice word for what, uh, <laughs> what, what Steve did recruiting wise. The talent level wasn't very good at all. Um, I think Will has recruited well. I, I think that the thing that people must understand and, it's tough for South Carolina fans to hear this, but you know they 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 always think in terms of like if we stick around long enough, eventually we'll win the East. Well, Steve Spurrier didn't win the East. You know, Steve Spurrier's a great coach, a Hall of Fame coach. He didn't win anything in South Carolina. He didn't win the East, and we all know that Florida and Tennessee and Georgia had their moments where I mean, the East was wide open there for the taking. And Steve couldn't get it done. Neither could Lou Holtz. They've won one conference title in their, in their football history, and that was 1969 in the ACC when Paul Dietz was the head coach. So South Carolina's not going to win the East unless Tennessee, Florida, and Georgia all struggle in the same year, and South Carolina has a really good year. So when people ask, well, when are we going to do this? The answer is it probably won't happen. Uh, you're going to have to have a, a perfect storm, kind of like when Mississippi one year and Arkansas one year won the West. Well, why did they? Well, they had pretty good year, and it also corresponded to Alabama, Auburn, and LSU just really falling flat on their face. Now you got A&M. That was before A&M was in the league. You know, there are just some schools in South Carolina. You can make the case that their fan base and their support and their emphasis on football and their facilities is as good as any that hadn't really done much. Um, and M's got more money, but South Carolina fills that stadium. I mean, regardless who they play, look at their schedule this year. I mean, if they win eight games, then just cancel your coach of the year award and give it to will musty I mean, how do you, how do you win with that schedule that they have? I mean, they could be really good and lose four games easy. Um, in fact, I don't see how they don't lose four games. I mean, I, I there's just no scenario where, I, I, I see them winning more than that, really. Um, I, I just think that Will is in a tough spot, that I think he's recruiting. The infrastructure is good, and if they want to make a move away from Will, I think they'll have a really good talent base. But, but I say again, who's coming in there to all of a sudden make South Carolina the program to beat in the East? It, it, that person doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Dabo or or, or Nick Saban combined wouldn't do it. And and that's just not a knock on South Carolina. It's just a reality of the haves and the have-nots.
1: There we go. That's your Locked On SEC football podcast. We will uh, talk to you tomorrow. Don't forget our Locked On Big Ten football podcast as well. Have a fantastic day, everyone.